Welcome back to another episode of Nerds in the City, a Central Florida podcast talking about nerd cultures, movies, games, comics, movie reviews, and events happening in and around Central Florida. As always, this is your host, Tony, with Not Nick. <laughs> so you're just really just trying to change Nick's, aren't you? Yeah. So, I'm, so instead of saying Nick's because I don't agree with Nick's, now you say not, not Nick. Nick. Not Nick. I swear. Not Doc, Nick. Dr. Not Nick. Dr. Not Nick. Cousin and uncle of freaking <laughs> Dr. Robotnik. Dr. Robotnik. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, How's man. everything been? Good so far. Uh, just keeping busy as best I can. Keeping busy without without going too far, I guess, too. Because I catch myself sometimes. You know, like, I'm still kind of trying to follow the, the you know, social distancing rules. So I stay away yeah. from anything that's, like, too much. And I feel you. Same but here. sometimes I get caught, like, oh, man, I, I should go to that. Like, nope. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> yeah. Like but, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. No, because no. somebody had mentioned to me about going to a um, a kind of event that uh, it was like, uh, like I guess, a networking thing for like photographers and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, that sounds cool. Um, and I don't know why. I looked at the flyer. The flyer just looks like a straight up club. And I'm, I'm maybe it's not going to be that kind of event, but it just it makes me like a little nervous. I'm like, wait. This looks like it's going to be a club. Yeah. Usually when it's like that, it is. Yeah, like very clubby. <laughs> so what about you, man? Uh, So, all right. So normally on Wednesdays, Wednesdays we usually have uh, new comic Wednesdays, mm-hmm. which I, I review a lot of comics that are coming out. Yeah. And anything that stands out interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I um, try to purchase it. I usually try to. I'm, I'm pretty good with finding it and buying it that same week and reading it and whatnot. There was one this week that I've been having uh, trouble finding. Finding. Like, finding. Because a lot of the stores I've called mm-hmm. do not have it. They sold out. Do you think so, it's because of everything's going on? Like everybody's just like everybody's doubling up on their interests. I feel so. And 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 the this comic is. I don't know if you uh, if I mm-hmm. told you about. It, it's called We Live. Okay. So it's it's almost like uh humanity it's like tw- it's in, like 80 years from now like it's like 2084 or 50 mm-hmm. years from now and like humanity's on the brink of destruction and um they get a message from an outer planet saying that humanity is going to die out and the, what they're willing to do is send 5000 bracelets to children to repopulate later like just you have to send them to a beacon mm-hmm. and get them out. So the story um, follows an older sister and a little brother mm-hmm. trying to get to the beacon. And then they're trying to go through, like, across land and uh, people that they come in contact with and everything else. But the thing is that the older sister doesn't have a bracelet. So ultimately, she's trying to get her little brother there to get through. Yeah. But she's she's understanding, I guess, it's like the whole emotional aspect of, like, I'm going to die regardless. Mm-hmm. But let me just take my little brother to, to this place. Okay. So that's the story. So I was like, I read it and I was like, wow, it's very interesting. It's and very adventure. And and I called a few places. I went to one store. And when I told them the comic book I was looking for, mm-hmm. the uh, the cashier, the, the cashier, she's like, it's amazing. I cried. I was like, now it it, it, it amped my search for for this comic. So I'm um, hopefully they get <laughs> I just, in my head. I'm just like, I'm like. Okay, but do you have it? Because don't tell me how amazing no, it is if you don't have it. No, they didn't. They didn't have it. <laughs> they did. 
That's they, the worst. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Let me rephrase it. They had a variant cover, mm-hmm. which is 40 bucks. Oh, okay. So but, they had a special edition one rather than a regular one? A regular one. So I was like, I'm not going to spend 40 bucks. That's like eight comics or something. Like yeah, but you just want to, you want to just read the story. Yeah. So, but uh, my journey is to find it this week or tomorrow for New Comic Wednesdays. Okay. So let's let's see if I could uh, accomplish that. Okay. And plus, additionally, we're also uh, about 10 days away. Yeah, nine days away from... Um, the last Ronin. Oh wow, that's right. Yeah, we're about yeah, we're about like eight days away. It's the twenty no, the 29th, I think it drops, yeah. So we're like about nine days away. It's so crazy, like it's weird because it's like time is going by so fast. And I guess maybe this might be the best time to be going by so fast, but like I remember we talked about that months ago. Like, yeah, it felt like it, it it was supposed to come out in August. Mm-hmm. And it just got pushed back to September, and then they pushed it back again to the last week of October. So, but other than that, this weekend I did end up going to uh, Coliseum Comics, had the road show, mm-hmm. which was exciting. It it was at the uh, Rosen International Hotel. It's usually pretty good. It's it, it they just had a lot of back issues that they were selling for. I think Friday with the first day with opening day was like. They were 50% off. Second day was 65. Last day was 75% off of everything marked up. And like the comeback issues were like 50 cents. So it was fun. I, I, I went with my wife. We saw th- the only thing that they had a lot of was Funko. And mm-hmm. I stopped buying Funkos. Or I stopped myself from buying Funkos because there was a lot that I wanted there. But I was like, I had to. I've been there. I've yeah. been there. You remember yeah. my um, obsession with Seth, uh, yeah, McFarlane's. McFarlane figures, yeah. Yeah, I had over 200, and I realized, I'm like, I spent all my free time going to, like, Toys R Us, like, comic book stores, and, like, collectible places just to find those, like, the figures. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm like, and I was running out of room in my bed. And actually, it's funny, because people, uh, you know, anybody who is into that, that, that form of collecting, like, figure collecting, I realized, like, they start running out of room really fast. Because like I met, uh, I met a couple like while I was going garage store shopping looking for this stuff, and they said they had a three bedroom, and uh, they live. They don't have any kids. They don't have. They don't have no roommates. Oh wow! So they said that they already took up one room full of figures, and it was only themed to Nightmare and Out Nightmare. Uh, what was it Nightmare Before Christmas? <laughs> so imagine that one room, and they said they were gonna start having to. Start filling up the other room with like, which is like their office or something. Oh wow! So, but yeah, man, it's it, it was a fun hobby. The only thing is, it can get real expensive. Oh yeah, it does. And so it, yeah, I mean, that's cool. I've, I've seen I've seen people people's rooms mm-hmm. or their houses, their apartment apartments, like a wall, a little literal wall full just. Well, I don't know how he has it pop. now. I don't know how he has it now, but my um my tattoo artist um uh, he um uh, his name is Spooks. Uh, I remember he has a huge collection. Like, he was obsessed with Funkos to the point where, I, I don't know if it was a gift, mm-hmm. he has a custom Funko of himself. Yeah. And I think it was a gift by a client, but yeah. That's he awesome. has, if you were to walk into his, before, I don't know how he has it now, but before when you walk into his shop, um, the whole, basically, you know how they have those offices that the, the walls don't go all the way to the ceiling? Yeah. So if you look at the edge of the, the walls, like the very top of the walls, you see like a lineup of every single Funko he collects. That's crazy. And it just lines up the whole store, the whole shop. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I can tell. 
Yeah, yeah. You can, t- you so can definitely tell. Is there anyone that you kind of kick yourself in the butt for not getting? Um, there were a few uh, Star Wars ones mm-hmm. that they had. Uh, not that I needed, just I just wanted to complete the collection. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, do I, plus I don't have any space right now because I have a lot of all my fi- most of my figures are up. So if anything was going to be boxed and put it in a box, so. <laughs> I mean, if you can't enjoy it, what's the point? Yeah, so I had to stop myself. The only thing I'm really getting into right now mm-hmm. are either it's like the one fourth scales. Mm-hmm. They're like probably like 18 inches tall. Like mm-hmm. those are the ones I'm really into now. I'm like because they're more detailed, more, uh, more massive. I guess it's just the size <laughs> of it. I, no, I get it, but it's just funny because like you just said about like size and the space that you need. Uh, to kind of like conserve on is the one thing that you want to start is the ones that <laughs> take a lot, more, yeah, like a lot <laughs> more space. So I'll, I'll be happy mm-hmm. take those down and have two massive figures and yeah. super detailed. Yeah. Then have a bunch of Funkos. Really? Yes. Okay. So perfect question. Yes. Go. I take every one of your Funkos and you're only allowed to have one massive figure. What figure is that? Who is it? Ooh. One massive figure? Well, yeah. Like, one so of these would, detailed it, massive figures. It would be the one with the Sentinel, and, and the X-Men got uh, the X-Men is fighting the Sentinel. Okay. Oh, you mean a whole action scene. I was just kind of just trying to see who you would... Uh, kind of. that's who, a massive one. Oh, no, no, it is. No, I mean, like, I was just... No, I mean, there's no wrong answer in a sense. I was just kind of looking to see who is the one character you would want over everything. Oh, that would be hard. Because it depends. If it's comic mm-hmm. books, it would be Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's anime, ooh, anime would be hard because there's a few. I don't know if I would go with Full Metal Alchemist mm-hmm. or Naruto or Dragon Ball Z or even uh, Ryuk from Death Note. Like, <laughs> Wow. Just a, like two foot tall Ryuk would be like eating an apple. <laughs> yeah, eating an apple. So yeah, so so I don't know if I would subject myself to one figure. If that. no, of course it's difficult, but because that's so then far at about the same it. time, it was like if it's movie, it would be a DeLorean, mm-hmm. like just a super detailed DeLorean. Okay, it depends where we're talking. Get me? No, no, no. I get what you're saying. It's just I just like for example, like I I, try, I mean personally, I don't I don't pick them specifically on aesthetics. Um, I just kind of like pick them based on how like they make me feel whatever tardis well i already have enough tardises but no if i was gonna have a character i probably would get a either uh the, um i want to say the 10th doctor like you know wearing the 3d glasses and oh, like okay. the trench coat and stuff um obviously one of my faves um but definitely the one that i always like i i, I gain inspiration from is kind of weird is from bleach um oh. um i want to say some um ichigo no, um, some is it some pot some pot um what's his name darn it I don't want to get I don't want to chop it up, um it's the I think it's the captain of I want to say uh, um section ten ten thirteen he's the one that wears the little bells on his on his hair wears the little bells on his hair yeah he he has like spikes he rocks like spikes in his hair uh spikes spikes in his hair and he puts little bells on each one. Like the reason I like him so much is because he, I don't know, like, he just, he doesn't take advert like, he loves adversary. That's the kind of thing, like, he just loves a good fight. And I just always love that, like. Like, 
All right, so I have to say, I've, mm-hmm. I, we talked about it. I haven't watched too many episodes. I'm like on season four. Okay. So I'm super early into the game of the the game of the movie the show no into the into the show okay. I'm super early so I know there's there's a lot of characters I I don't know but I don't remember Kimpachi's um Kimpachi Kimpachi okay oh, okay Kimpachi all right I, I know who you're talking about now yeah all okay. right I don't know because everybody always everybody's always I don't know like power and like you know I care about this person and all this stuff. He don't care about none of that stuff. <laughs> that man just cares about a good fight. And if he gets killed, it's honestly just an honor for him. And I don't know. I just I always try to look at adversity that way. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, you know, no matter what the problem is, just take it on, like, just head on like that. I love that. So, yeah. Those are my two. If I was going to get something to represent. The those 10th are the Doctor two. or Kimpachi? Yes. Okay. That's interesting to know. I would have <laughs> I, I would never thought you would pick Kimpachi. Hmm. So uh, it'd be surprised what people draw inspiration from. Yeah, true. But mm-hmm. let's get into some topics. What do you got for me? All right. Day, bro? So uh, the first one was Power Rangers. They are getting a reboot from the reboot. How uh, many? How many versions of the, the? How many what? How many versions of Power Rangers is there by now? Oh, too many to name. There's Dino. There's Space. There's just original. There's a lot. There's and very different variations of it, but well, you're talking about the movie, right? The or movie. No, no I'm, oh, that's, are you talking about? So, but here's the th- all right. So, okay. all right. So the movie's getting a reboot. Okay. But at the same time, they're making a TV show to go alongside the movie. So they're trying to create this whole uh, expanded universe for the Power Rangers. I mean, I kind of feel like it. Like TV shows, I I feel like are losing that stigma, the fact that like the TV shows, because you rarely see like just kind of like that simple, kind of like uh, audience, uh, like uh, like audience appearance, like um, dramedies or like whatever, like you know like those old sitcom ones, because now they're getting bigger. So it's like yeah. it's almost like a good TV show is as big as as any movie. Think about like you know Game of Thrones, Witcher, all these different things. So yeah, they could. If they're able to build the right show, it could be just as big as or bigger than a movie. Yeah, so they're getting uh, Jonathan Enstwelt uh, okay. uh, to per, to direct it or to. What's um, his prior? What's uh? What has he done uh, before? The only one that I saw that he did a TV show was I'm okay. I am not okay with this. It's a TV show. I know it's recent. It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's the one just, about the little, uh, the girl. I think she has like powers in it. I haven't seen it. I, I know it's recent. It just came yeah. out this year. Uh, but the, before that, he had the other... Um, he did five episodes for the end of the fucking world. Wow. So he does a uh, very angry teen angst. Yeah. Yeah, because all those characters are young, like, like I want to say, like, in their uh, early teens, middle teens, whatever. Yeah, into and they're young, very, into young adults. Like, I don't think they get into that, that, that age. I think they're more, like, below 16. So oh, okay. But they're very like it's always very dark and angry for teen uh, for teen dramedies, I guess. Yeah, so he's gonna be overseeing both the film and the TV adaptations uh, moving forward. So they show. picked him. That means that they they're going for something raw. Yeah, I think they're gonna go a, a little bit darker. I think. I and the thing with that is that because um, the last one was made with um, Hasbro and Lionsgate, mm-hmm. and it had a lot of fan. Um, praise, 
but not enough to garnish a sequel. I think and, it and was they left, too- and they left it with like with Tommy kicking the door or Tommy the Green Ranger coming out in the next one. Yeah, and it was they made him look like he was gonna be like kind of a, like because he starts off as an enemy, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. So I don't know. Maybe I thought it was good. I I did like it, but maybe it was too in the middle. Yeah, where it wasn't like it wasn't too over the top. Like if it was over the top to be funny, then people would probably appreciate that to a certain degree. Yeah, but if it was more realistic, more grounded, if it stayed in that route, it would have been better. So like it's kind of like it was too kind of in the middle of that too. I think it would have dropped to one side or the other it would have probably done better yeah i know i felt like if it yeah i agree because if they would if they would have kept it more campy and just uh like, which they had ca- a lot of campy scenes yeah but no but i'm talking about the whole movie no so i'm saying if it would have been more grounded they kept it grounded and then they went campy if they would have kept one or the other like you said yeah. went campy all the way that would have been appreciated or went um i think they would have i think fans w- I, I think fans would appreciate it more if it would have kept it more campy just for so? the, yeah Cause I think grounded would have would have worked. There was gr- a lot of scenes gr- where I was ground- like, it, it felt right. No, it did feel right. No, I'm not saying, but I'm thinking of the not the new fans. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about reoccurring fans from like from where the show started mm-hmm. to all the other ones. All of them are always over the top. Mm-hmm. All the shows. So I would feel that if it was like that, they're like, oh, they're staying true to form. But mm-hmm. at the same time, if they would have kept it 100 percent grounded, mm-hmm. I think it would have done well. But it would uh, it would appeal to more of the newer audience than the older ones because they would be like, oh, that's not something that Tommy would do. That's not something that Jason would do. Like they they'll criticize it. Re- they're gonna criticize it. Regardless. They're gonna criticize it regardless. But if but you I think it- I think they'll criticize it more if it was more grounded. But right. I would have appreciated the grounded version more. Well, from no, my preference, I don't know because I, I I remember the little teaser trailer they made for the comic books where it was like really dark. Yeah. I think what was it, they killed everybody or something like that. I forgot what it was. I remember that there was a teaser trailer where the guy who played Tommy was like in it, and it was really dark. And in my head, I'm like, that looked cool. Like that would, I don't know. I felt like if they would have gone, it's usually when you try to recreate the original mm-hmm. that people become super critical. Yeah. But if you try to give them something new, but you do it with all consideration and very well done, people usually accept it. But like I think because it was trying to kind of play kid and play a little uh you know fan base too like you know praise the fan base i think that's when it's just not as appreciated yeah true i agree with you but uh no like i said there was some scenes where i was like it felt grounded and it felt dark and i loved it um but then there were other scenes where like those same exact scenes you'll have a follow-up in that same scene where it's just like okay this is a little campy and over the top yeah <laughs> but um no i mean i would love to see what they come up with and based on the director it looks like they're gonna be something a little darker. Yeah, so it'd be dark humor because he had that in. In I remember watching a couple episodes of uh, the End of the Fucking World. Yeah. So yeah, he has a, he has a lot of dark humor and <sighs> he has dark humor moments. But he's also gonna use actual teens because like that movie, that last movie, they weren't all teens. Those were like very like twenty year olds that still could play high school type type teens. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. They haven't released the cast, or mm-hmm. they haven't released. If they're going to be in high school or just graduated high school or mm-hmm. you know what I mean, they haven't really, I think they're going to try to keep it younger, mm-hmm. probably like seniors in high school or people that are 20, young 20s. No, that's like, that's the movie. Yeah. I've, but the, the, remember the scenes, if you go again with the director, he looks like he, when he makes his team things, whatever, he makes actual, t- like all, everybody's, it looks like they're actually 
teenagers. Yeah. You know, like they're they they all look like they're at least 15, 16 years old. Um, not third, you know, twenty late, you know, early thirties trying to play high school. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it's an interesting concept, but um, and it's cool when you can make a show like Marvel started that. I think, uh, and I always appreciated that where they can do the back and forth with a TV show and the, the movies. So let's see how this works. All right. Yeah. So let's see. So the next on topic, mm-hmm. I know we we I sent you this, and I know we I think it was briefly discussed once. Yeah. But Willow is getting a sequel series officially to Disney Plus. Yeah, I think we you did send me that. And the funny thing is the 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 one thing that popped in my head before I really read the entire title of that article was the one thing I realized they went with in a sense, right? So like when you sent me that they were coming out with a sequel to Willow, I was like, man, that would be such a great kind of series, kind of like Mandalorian. And I was like, then I found that it was gonna be a series. Yeah. So. But I don't know, man. Willow is such a great story yeah. that I kind of feel like it needs a reboot to retell it. To, because, I don't know, the people that I look for it grew up with it in a sense, right? Yeah. But I don't think people like young, anybody too young or a certain age who is going to know what that is. That's not one of those classics that they hear about as much. Like, it's not Back to the Future or stuff like that. Like, it's a great classic, but you don't hear it mentioned in pop culture as much as, like, all these other movies. Yeah, no, that's true. So they, mm-hmm. so this is going to be taking place years after the event of the Ron Howard film. So okay, so the little girl, the little baby is a is a full fledged queen now. Yeah. Or she's like, I think she was a magician as well, like something like that. She was, I know she had a lot of power, and I think she yeah. was a royalty as well. So um, they have John Cho, John and John M Cho. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did uh, Crazy White, uh, Crazy Rich Asians, and In the Heights. Okay. To direct it. And they have um, Jonathan Kasdan uh, from Solo and Wendy Marcelli um, from Arrow to be the showrunners. So now you have an idea of how is going to be. Is it- so it's difficult to tell. None of those things keep. Have like a. Overall. Have any consistency whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I know Arrow. Arrow is, is, is very gritty, very grounded. Solo was too. Solo the movie. Solo the movie. That's such a I, I. That was such a one-off. Most people might not even know what that was, but I know what you mean. Like you talking about the, the Han- Van Peebles? No, the Han the Han Solo movie. Oh, Han Solo. I think you meant Solo. Like wasn't that called Solo? Yeah, it was called Solo. Mary Van Peebles was like an android. Uh, yeah, and then, yeah. No, well, that was, was an old one. Yeah, but Solo the Han Solo movie. Okay, but you wait, but that got a lot of cri- criticism, didn't it? It got critiques, but it was still people liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, it's just that I feel people people when they go under the eye of whatever Star Wars does, it has more critical eye than most, and they pick it apart to the point that it's unenjoyable for some people from some people to criticize it. Mm-hmm. Like they, uh, I was talking to somebody about this. It was like when and like they were watching. Um, um, what was it? The uh, Rise of the Skywalker. Okay, and they were like, "I I can't watch it." I'm like, "Why not?" It's it as a movie itself is not bad. Uh, so it's either it's either it's either glorious or trash. Yeah, and it's hard to re- be glorious mm-hmm. if, when you comp- when you always always uh, compare it to the original, and the originals are great. And I and I do we're going off topic, but I do think uh-huh. the prequels were were good. 
they were decent. Um, I do feel that they they focused on the wrong character, and the the last three that just came out, I think they try to do a blending of trying to create an original concept while mirroring everything happened from the original storyline structure to marry it both. They were trying to do the same. It was because like when they was like it's not a reboot but a reboot, mm-hmm. but they try to put it into their own way to twist it. I do think they push that to the envelope on the first one with the force awakens but every movie that star wars related always has a critical eye or they 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 just drag it out other than rogue one which did was really good and other tv shows where which are amazing see but you know what's sad about that though is that if you really think about it the reason those don't uh those are more praised rather than ridiculed as much i think it's because they kind of they're in their own worlds, like you know, like kind of like uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. When you come out with new content, and that's why I think I wish Hollywood would understand by now. If you come out with new content, people just appreciate it for what it is, rather than trying to compare it to everything else. So that's why you start these reboots that keep on making are getting all this critical, you know, you know, pandering because they're going to compare it to the original, and if. Just based on nostalgia alone, they lost. Yeah. You think about it. You, people, it, it's not just the fact that you're comparing it to Star Wars, but people grew up with Star Wars. People, like, watched it as a kid and and remember, like, this glorious, amazing event. So you can't you can't remake that because that was, that's, like, age and, and everything else that, you know, had to bring into the factor. So yeah. you're better off just making new stories. and But they keep on trying to follow up or reboot the original, and people are just... And be so critical about it, no matter what. Yeah. And funny enough, that Willow is part of the Lucasfilms mm-hmm. uh, story. Uh, I'm Lu- really uh, so un- upset that un- that's... Lucasfilms. I think that is a classic movie. Like, that's one of those movies that I could watch today, and I'm not going to feel it's dated. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that I don't know how, if they're going to approach it, is... Because remember, there is uh, there there is one actor that was in there that was... Val Kilmer. No, not Val yeah. Kilmer. Rockman, obviously, we still know who he is. It was it was good in that movie. He was great in that show, in that movie. Yeah. But that wasn't the main the main person no, at no. all. It was Willow. Now Willow is a little person now, and he was not. And I was just not that guy. That guy was amazing. I forgot what else he was in, but he he was in such classic movies growing up. Like I felt like he did everything. Yeah. Um, but he comes from a little in the the movie. He comes from a little town of little people. Yeah. So I wonder. If they're going, I mean, I don't know if that's insensitive as far as that the movie was portrayed, but I wonder if they're gonna, if that's something they they would follow up on. If they they're would gonna do it keep again. That, that. They're gonna keep the element, yeah. That element, and if anything, I know they'll probably most likely go with Peter Dinklage because he's an amazing actor. Yeah, no, of course. Granted that he's he fits the role because of height, but no, not necessarily. Like I mean, like he, I mean, I think he's he's one of those people that I don't know. Like sometimes. He's one of the people that he really acts. Height is not a factor for me. Exactly. Like, you know something? Somebody that really kind of took me by surprise, if you really think about it? Danny DeVito. How tall yeah. is... How really tall is Danny DeVito? 5'2", I think. Not even... I don't even know. Uh, let's check I it out. I really white, think white. he is so short, but you never consider him as anything other than just a good actor when he's, in, when he's on screen. How tall is Danny DeVito? Ford 10. Yeah, told you. Yeah. So, but again, when he's on screen, you don't think of anything other than, you know, this guy's amazing. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I, I, and I think uh, Peter Dinklage does that. Um, and I actually think the, the original actor as well, but kind of portray that, even though I think 
he was very much like picked for those scenes to because of because of his stature. Yeah. But he still did such an amazing role. Um, so I don't know. Let's see. I, I really want to know how this this plays out. I really hope they bring that movie to this generation because I think it's very underutilized. Like it, it's, it should be a classic movie. No, and it I felt be. like it's not. It's not recognized that way. I think it is. You know, not compared to like, not compared to like anything. It's like a. It's, all right. So yeah, I know what you're saying. It's like a B-listed classic movie. It's one of those like, movies like, you have to physic you have to make sure to introduce to each young person individually. Like as again, it's not something referenced in pop culture as much. Yeah. Back to the future is referenced all the time. You know I'm saying like back to the future, like the top tier is like back mm-hmm. to the future, Goonies, A Princess Bride. See, but even a Princess Bride, I think, falls a little short. The only reason I think Princess Bride still kinda falls is pop culture has to do a lot more with um Andre the Giant, as well as the uh, the actor who the actor's one line with the sword. Um, you know, kill my father. Yeah. Yes, because that line was so classic. But other than those two factors, and also you know, there's movies and actors now that that do try to reference it and bring it into modern like modern pop culture. And I think when Princess Bride, the one that brought it a lot was uh, I want to say uh, kill not kill. Um, sorry, drop. Uh, how? Well, I'm not thinking like um, this guy Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds Deadpool Part Two. I think he had Ben Savage in it. Yeah. And he had that. He recreated that role. Yeah. yeah. And, and, <laughs> in the trailer, he did it. He did the trailer in the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. So. And, you know, honestly, what I was thinking, too, is like, uh, you know, what movie I just realized might have got, gained inspiration from Willow? What? Um, do you remember that one with James Franco and um, the guy from uh, Eastbound and Down? Oh, the, uh, yes. I know you're talking about uh, Daniel McBride. Yes. You remember the movie they did together where they were like in? Uh, like, we were just wa- we were just watching. I know that. we did, but I couldn't remember the name of it. The the high your highness. Yes. Right. I think something like your highness is. Yeah, like your that. highness. I think I, it drew a lot from that movie. Yeah, from Willow. You know, I like there was a. Now that I think about it, there's a lot of references to characters and 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 like stuff like that from that those type of movie, that movie specifically that I never realized till right now. I think it really draws a lot of uh, inspiration from that movie. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> um, oh man that was cool though um but I, yeah i can't wait to see what they come out with though yeah so lastly mm-hmm. uh before we go into our in uh, to our break is your favorite series franchise favorite series. series your favorite franchise series yes yeah, sir fast and the furious that's my favorite <laughs> <laughs> my favorite franchise series okay yes your favorite franchise series has announced that they are doing two more movies after the ninth one um, and that will end the main. Here's the thing, it will end the main storyline. So you should expect two more movies. They haven't said uh, what cast members are going to be returning, which you really already know. Most ninety percent of them are going to come back. If there's well, I mean, right now there's a, the split, obviously. Yeah, no, no, but that's the thing is that just the main storyline. So I, I think anything following Vin Diesel's character. Mm. Is gonna end everything after that will be spawned kinda, after. I kind of just don't want to watch them anymore. Like honestly, like when it comes to this, the breakup, I'm going. With, I'm going with uh, Papa Rock. Like <laughs> Papa Rock. Yeah. Like if this is a this is the divorce of the Fast and Furious. I just go with Papa Rock. <laughs> just because I don't know. Like, dude, eleven. Really? 
11. Yeah, because in the 11th one, he's going to fly into Mars. He's basically going to become Captain Marvel. But he's going like, to be like, yo, I need to go to another galaxy. And and, I need to go fight the Kree. <laughs> I don't know, just, and do a heist. Oh, man. It's just so funny because it's like. He finds that his uncle's, does a, it, does his, it his really, uncle's an astronaut. Does he really deserve it? That's why I don't know, man. Sometimes I think about it like. I would say like once once the actor like not even that that movie but the one before that uh when um the actor died Paul Walker died yeah the not that specific movie but the one before that that's the last time I think I really truly enjoyed them part after that four I think part five when they were in Brazil was it yeah I think so that was the last one I thought it was I don't know I think that was the last time I truly because they brought back an, an actor from the one of the original movies I thought it was cool, you know, like, then The Rock got introduced, and I don't know, I felt that was the last true Fast and Furious for me, yeah. especially because it had a ending that just closed it, period, like, um, that's the one where they uh, they ended up at the, the same house that they grew up in. And they had the dinner, the barbecue. Yes. I thought that was it. I thought that was a I think great ending. I thought it was a just, that's finish it. Finish the series. Really, I yeah. think it would have been great, just like that. Agree. Exactly. I agree. Exactly. But after that, I just felt like it was like, okay, now it's just getting gratuitous. They just yeah. like, you just. <laughs> oh, man. We found, we found your lost, lost cousin yeah, that you never like, met before. Not even Ocean, not even Ocean's whatever lasted 11? that long. No. I think they only went to three. They That's went to it. three and then they made Sandra Bullock's version. Which wasn't even a continuation. It was just a reboot, wasn't it? Just like hap- a, a like female reboot? Literally, the only thing was is that she happened to be his sister. That was it. That was the uh, only uh, thing I think that tied it to the original. Yeah. And it. The funny thing is, you would think it was going to go with a bigger number, but it said Ocean's 8 because it was only eight people. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was like... <laughs> so... Uh, How do you feel about this? Do you think... Well, we already know that you feel that it shouldn't need a sequel. I just don't see... Like, at this point, I don't know what they're doing. Like, especially when you're you're nowhere near where your source material was. Yeah, they're so far off topic, off center. Yeah, it's like... At. That's true. I mean, it'd be like if, like, let's say Fast and Furious, like, no, not Fast and Furious. Let's say, it's back, like, to, it's, let's it's say like, back to the Future literally did become Rick and Morty. Like, that would be a cool transition, though. No, it'd be an interesting transition because we like Rick and Morty. What I'm saying is you go from being able to just travel in time to all of a sudden now you're, like, making clones and going into other dimensions. Like, that's so far off topic than what your original premise was. It's like... You would, at one, you'd have to do it well. You'd have to do it believable, but no. It's... That would be more believable. It, it would be more like if Jason went to straight comedy, like slapstick comedy. That would be like he's not even Jason anymore. All he does is fumble around everywhere. Every time he stabs somebody, like it just makes like a weird noise, like almost like three, uh, was it the Three Stooges? Oh my gosh. That's horrible. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Is like you go like the whole point of the original. Like this is what I mean. The whole point of the original movie was family. Like family above anything. This guy infiltrated a family who happens to commit crimes, and because of what he did, you know, whatever. He basically he just betrayed family. That was the whole premise of the original. And now, I have no idea where we're at. And they they keep on trying to use the premise the the overcloud of family, but. But then throw like all these super high tech, futuristic, like ridiculous things over it. Like, yeah, John Cena is going to be his brother in this one, apparently. But 
Let's see how you goes. I want to see you give it five Nickies. That's what I want to see. Uh, whatever. <laughs> no. All right, guys. Well, last thing. Last thing. Oh, okay, you got fourth one. No, no, no. It's not really a, a, a real uh, big conversation okay. part, portion. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a funny note. Yeah. Is that uh, S- Sonic the Hedgehog, at, to this day, I think is the biggest grossing superhero movie of 2020. Superhero movie? <laughs> yeah. Superhero movie. Yeah. Superhero. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's it was how the bad, last movie that, to come that, out, that, though, that, right? That's, a, that's how bad. That's how bad 2020 is. I'm telling you, man. Like, right? Sonic. Our metrics are all going to change. It's yeah. all going to change because it's like. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. So, uh-huh. talking about that. Our metrics and, and, I, and I wanted to and I wanted to bring it up when we we're talking about Willow, mm. and it's and I'm noticing now more and more with mm. Power Rangers. Now is that um, we talked about that TV uh, theaters are possibly in the next five years to be obsolete. I'm assuming they're not going to be. Well, it's going to be like horseback riding. Yeah, it's you know it's I remember all nostalgia. I, I, yeah, it's all at one point horseback riding was all the only way we could get around. And then now people just do it based on like an event, something special to do. Yeah. So I think that's what movie theaters are going to become. They're going to be like a special event thing. So now, with that, uh-huh. we, we were talking about a lot of VODs. Yeah. A lot of a lot of people going to be doing um, uh, smaller budgets, possibly, and going straight to VOD because it's more accessible to the to the to the general public. Mm-hmm. But now with Willow. And Power Rangers announcing that they're doing series. So now I feel, and I'm thinking about this, that there's going to be a lot of more series coming out than movies. Instead of doing like, uh, like instead of doing a Willow series sequel, they're going to do a series because one, I think the budget is going to be the same, but they could draw the audience longer because now you could hold them on to one week at a time. Mm-hmm. And that will just bring more people to streaming than if you do the movie, mm-hmm. you'll see it once and that's it. So I and and I've noticed that, and I've also noticed is that, and I know we had the discussion about that, mm-hmm. is that TV shows also series are doing shorter series. At first, a normal TV show TV show series or mm-hmm. series or season was twenty four episodes, which usually ran. Uh, it usually ran from the beginning of September to like mid March. That's because that's when everybody's mostly home because the kids are home and everything yeah, else. Yeah. Now they were like, you know what? Let's use that same budget, cut it in half. So now we use we we um we produce more quality shows. So now we're at twelve, and now it looks like we're at eight because the boys had eight. I think. Lovecraft Country had eight episodes for this season. Okay. Um, a lot of shows are doing ten. Like uh Dexter, I know we talked about it a little bit, it's coming back. And they're doing only a ten ten part series or season. I don't know if they're gonna do it to uh longer than that. Mm-hmm. So I feel that they're people are gonna be like, you know what, now that theaters are not the most optimal place to go for us for a return on our on our return on investment. Mm-hmm. Is streaming. So now, how can we keep their attention longer to keep the discussion going? Well, I think that we have an opportunity to bring back something that I haven't, that I think 
I don't know if it went away, but it was more popular in the early 90s, um, which is miniseries. Yeah, I think so. I, I think, think perfect perfect climate for miniseries because I'm sorry, miniseries were, were, were wonderful if you think about it because they were like that. They were just, they were basically very epic TV shows that had an ending set up. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about because that, that's one thing about TV shows is that they try to draw you in for another season, but then that kind of takes away from the story, takes away from the acting, it takes away from a lot of different factors because they're all trying to become relevant enough to keep the story going. Yeah. But man, to have a story with a very set ending, it's epic. It's like just like a movie. You go for two hours, you have an entire like ride from beginning to end, and then it ends, whatever. Yeah. But many series do the same thing. They just, like you said, draw you out. And each episode just have more of a climax to it. Yeah, and there's a lot of TV shows now that are getting axed after one season, even though their season's good. It's just that, you mean, with budget constraints and production constraints. Well, now it's whatever. more competition. Yeah, that too. So, like, one show that I was watching found out way with, I think... Uh, I forgot her name that she was on. It was like she was an astronaut that goes out to Mars. Mm-hmm. It just got canceled after one season, and it and it just premiered probably like a few months ago. Well, on Netflix. I haven't. Don't get me wrong. I haven't seen the new uh, the haunting uh, series. I I know you. Bly Manor, yeah. Bly Manor, okay. But I know that the first one felt like a miniseries. Yeah. The first one did not feel like I didn't I didn't care that I did not care to see that that family come back and not because I didn't care about the family. It's just because they did such a good job of explaining the entire thing in one season, one in that, that series that I want to see another story. Yeah. And, 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 and Bly Manor is. Yeah. And that's what I heard. But Bly, and, and if it's funny, if you go to Netflix and you go to uh, The Haunting of Bly Manor, it says season one. So they're just keeping the haunting part mm-hmm. and just whatever location they want to tell the story through. Kind of like American Horror Story, which I think is, again, another great example of like something of a miniseries. It's yeah. just an anthology where every season is a completely different story. But again, you keep the same actors. And this one didn't. They didn't keep the same actors, I think. Mm-mm. So they have a whole new cast. But, but I think those but, work. Yeah, but I don't want to talk about Blind Manor. Okay, let's not talk about that. Uh, but I, like I said, I, I, think it, I think it has an option. I, I, want, I want to see what happens because... As much as I've been trying to get into VOD, and I think now in the last in the next couple of months we're gonna see bigger, uh, bigger movies. Um, yeah. Because so far, so far the last couple of months we've gotten some some good ones. They're not as big as what we maybe we we were expecting, like you know whatever. But they've been good. Now I think we're gonna start getting those big movies coming out. Yeah, towards the end of the year. So um, yeah, we'll we'll discuss that in a few, but um, yeah. <laughs> definitely definitely i'm um, enjoying what's coming up next i think yeah all right guys we'll take a quick break and come back with not nix's corner review hey everyone welcome back to not nix's corner review hello 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 my people so this week uh i want to talk about this one movie which actually Kind of came as a surprise a little bit, because uh, we had mentioned. I think we at one point we probably did mention the uh, trailer. Trailer, yes. Um, so the movie is called uh, sorry, Love and Monsters. Just to give you a brief synopsis, um, this is like seven years after what they call like a monster apocalypse, where something causes the all the bugs on Earth to become like these massive, uh, you know, uh, monsters. 
So everybody on Earth, basically, that survived um, just goes down underground to, to continue surviving from there. So the story goes that this one, uh, this one kid who's played by um, Daniel O'Brien, um, I think you might know him from the Maze Runner movies. Yes. Um, and he's actually kind of been out of the limelight, but I think he also did, uh, didn't he do also American Assassins, which I think did well too? Yeah, he did Teen Wolf. Well, yeah, he was in Teen Wolf. He styles in Teen Wolf. He but was in Shazam for a moment, for like 30 seconds. He was? Yeah. I don't remember that. He was one of the superheroes. Oh, okay. So, but like he, I think this is a good movie for him, but um, so he's his character is this guy who finds himself locked up with a bunch of people who, you know, in all cases, basically, he, he keeps on remembering back to when everything happened seven years before and that he had met this girl that he really fell in love with. So basically, the whole premise is that he wanted to go find her. Like, he knew where she was, so he decided to go out into the world where most people just stay away from and go find her. While he does this, he runs into um, uh, two uh, two people, one uh, one character named uh, uh, played by Michael Rooker. Uh, from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, The Walking Dead, and The Walking Dead, and then the other one, um, uh, I think her name is Adriana Greenblatt, mm-hmm. and I think she's famous. She's, uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, she's Gamora. Um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, she's Gamora as a little kid. Yes, she's Gamora as a little kid, and she's yeah. also was in uh, Bad Moms. Yes. So I mean, and basically they, you know, teaching rope. So it's a, it's a. In that that case, of the story that's a, that's the base story of it. But I I was completely shocked how much I love this movie. Really? Yes. It's completely, utterly surprised. I just every every because basically what I was expecting, I, I thought it was gonna be okay. I thought I was gonna enjoy it. What I was kind of expecting was kind of like, do you remember Warm Bodies? Yes. The zombie thing. I thought of, you know what's funny? I thought of that movie. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like that, where it's very just over the top love story, you know, kind of very, so like, kind of like a rom-com with monsters, right? I thought yeah. that's exactly what that was going to be. And I'm like, that's not what this was at all. I, I realized that was, that was not what this movie is. And that's what, I, when I did realize what it was, and I didn't really realize it till the very, very end, what it actually was. And that's when I realized, man, this is, I love this movie. Just because it, it I felt like it told a simple story well. Yeah. And then when you when you do that, especially when you can do that in good detail and good character development stuff like that, it makes such an epic story. And I'm sorry for me, that's how it, that's how it resonated. This this epic journey story. Yeah. No. 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 Like, I I I thought warm bodies, and then I also thought um, a little bit of Zombieland. A little bit, yeah. A little bit of Zombieland mm-hmm. feel to it. Um, I thought it was a, uh, it was um, the, the characters there were more. I don't want to say likable, but um, they they were more receptive, I guess. In mm-hmm. in in um, love and monsters. I think they were. I, I I liked them more. Yeah. But I feel that the people in Zombieland. In that environment, they were they were more realistic. What? The the characters. Not what the, really? Yes. I feel I, I thought feel, it was very superficially one note type of people. Which nothing against it, it was a comedy. That's all you kind of for expect which one for uh, Zombieland. Like you don't really expect anything more than like 
you know, um, what was it? The guy, the main guy is going to be kind of like this very kind of paranoid, very kind of whiny guy, which they made fun of him because he's such a kind of like two dimensional character by showing another actor playing the same exact kind of role. Yeah. That basically is the same person. So that's why I'm like with that one. I just didn't like the character. Like, I'm not that I didn't like him, but they were just very superficial, like very one like two dimensional type thing. Like. You know, you could you could you could characterize them really simply. This one, I felt, I don't know, man. I just felt like the, the people were way more complex. The 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 part that got no, me, no, that's that's the thing. That's what yeah. I'm saying is that the ones in Zombieland, the way they responded to their situations mm-hmm. were m- more realistic to I think some people more people would react to. You think so? Yeah. Like, all right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some Zombieland scene. Mm-hmm. Um, when uh Emma Stone's character, like um pretended that her sisters i think was dying or that they they manipulated the situation for them to steal the cars okay so they're literally just out for themselves and that's all and i feel like that's how it would normally be in an apocalypse situation is like no, no. i don't trust you i'm gonna do whatever i can for my my best interest i get and, that and, and i know but the thing that i feel like what uh, loves and monster did is that they didn't take that approach. They took it more of an accept, like an open acceptance of anybody that comes in into the situation. Not, not technically, because the thing is, okay. So in Zombieland, okay. So you're talking about two different scenarios because in Zombieland, everybody's out in the in the in the world trying to survive. So yeah, they survive by kind of placating each other. Yeah. In this one, nobody explores. That's the whole thing. Nobody explores the world at all. Everybody who is locked up into their place, they're just locked up. They just they just stay where they're at because they're so afraid of what's out there. So that was the whole premise. Was like, they're more welcoming because there really isn't people out there like scavenging. Even, you know, I mean, there's reference to something like that in the movie, but you'll see what I mean. But yeah. for the most part, they really didn't show too many people who are going around scavenging, like like going around trying to like, you know, trick people into because the fact that they would see anybody come into the coming in or like we're. Who's this person? Where they come from? Yeah, no, so it's, it's and and they, they even communicate with each other because they have nothing else to do. So all those little places that still kind of exist kind of communicate with each other to a certain degree as well, uh, which they show in the movie. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I I think there was two different scenarios, but the one thing that got me was, you know, especially beginning of the movie, I thought it was very like again, it was I'm like I'm thinking it's gonna be simple, you know, it's gonna be like I said because he's kind of narrating a little bit. Yeah. Again, I thought it was gonna be like you know warm bodies, and then there was just this one scene that I was like. It was just so well done. I was like, I felt for the character, and I was like, wow, it got me. It got me from that point. And then, like, and it, they were just kept on having these amazing little scenes where it just, you know, what it is one thing about movies is some of the best times in movies are the quiet moments, right? Yeah. Because you can set up such a good, you know, character, kind of character development thing. Yeah. And I think this one had great quiet moments, as well as epic mo- moments too. But I think this, I don't know. I for me, it resonated. Let's just let's say it like that. I've not, I've not, like, I felt like I haven't experienced a good epic journey movie in a long time. No, I haven't, neither have I. Not recently. Because they're not really, like, they don't feel the same way. They always feel, like, very superficial. Um, You know, usually when you have uh, epic movies being done, it's always about, like, a battle, a war, or, you know, a very specific scenario. But, like, a journey movie, a good, like, going from one place to another, it hasn't been a while, hasn't been a while for a while. And as somebody who grew up watching something like Benji, <laughs> you know, like I could appreciate a good journey movie. Yeah, just getting to your destination and that's it. 
Yeah, it's just an adventure. Yeah. But I think uh, Dylan O'Brien, right? Yeah. He did a great job. Uh, I liked his character a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, his Even the, the narration was enjoyable, even though I don't like more movies because I feel like you're telling me what to feel. You know how oh, like, like you know, it's just a internal narration. Yeah, sometimes it, it becomes very uh, uh, not gimmick. I don't think no. There's a, there's a word for it. It's, um, I forgot the, there's a name for it. It's like when when a movie basically just tells you everything. Yeah, it's like oh, I am happy. I'm like all right, I want to, I want to. That's something I hate. I didn't feel like he he was like that. Super no, he wasn't. He wasn't. Uh, I I no. I'm saying that's what I liked his his internal monologues or his internal thoughts because it didn't. Express that way, like how you're 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 narrating the movie for me, mm-hmm. or you're narrating the storyline for me, like exposition. Adam, that's what it was. Yeah, he was just throwing exposition. No, yeah, no. So I I enjoyed that part, mm-hmm. even though sometimes I don't like it. Um, there was a lot of funny scenes. I I do. There was character growth. Um, yeah, I I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I like you said, like I. Coming into it, I was like, you know what? It's, I already knew the. It felt like it was gonna be very superficial. Yeah, like it's gonna be just like I knew it was an enjoy. I knew it was gonna. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be a rom com, and I was gonna enjoy it. It was like, mm. it's gonna be something to sit down for an hour and a half and just minor escapism. Mm. Like you know how there's movies that you could watch, even if you're watching it for the first time. It's like, oh, I understand where is it going. I understand. Um, you already could see what's happening or what's going to happen that you could just jump on your phone and be like, all right, uh, okay, I expected that, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Like this movie, I wasn't on my phone as much as I normally would be because I was I so- literally forgot what I was doing. Like, yeah. <laughs> that, I, I just like kind of like, and that's what I'm saying. That's what I, I think I picked up my phone twice. And really the only, got me and the only reason I picked it up is because somebody texted me at that moment and I had to respond. Other than that, I wasn't even looking at my phone for anything. It drew me in. It did draw drew me in, and and I think that's what a good movie does, man. It doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't always have to be Avengers, man. Endgame. It doesn't always have to get that way. It could just be something like this, man. Just a simple story told well, and just makes you forget. Because that's what that's why I like the that's what I loved about going to the movies, right? Yeah, I think this it is was be- being able to because you were in a room and you were required to shut your phone and everything off, and that made you kind of live that scene, that movie. But when a movie is done well, you don't have to do none of that. You yeah. literally, the movie itself can just, can completely just make you forget about everything around you and just, you just get drawn in for two hours into this world. And I felt like this movie did a good job of doing that. I think this movie is my new Night's Tale. Oh, that's a big one. Because I'm going to let you know, Night's Tale doesn't follow my top five movies. Mm-hmm. But Night's Tale is one movie I could always go back to and watch with without any distract like without any distractions and watch it thoroughly because I feel it's always like enjoyable. It one is always enjoyable. Two, it has like some movies, very few movies, it has comedy, it has action, it has suspense, it has drama, all wrapped in emotional emotional mm-hmm. moments, all wrapped into one. Mm-hmm. And 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 it's not one on top of the other, they place at a perfectly timed moment mm-hmm. that you could develop with the character as he's progressing in his story. Yeah. And this one does it. This yeah. one hits all the marks like Night's Tale does for me. So this is my new modern Night's Tale movie. That's a big one. That is a big one. I like that. <laughs> all right. So who's going to go first? I'll let you go first. 
I feel like I I, I hate to say this because, you know, I'm very I want to make sure that I'm very um, my num my my, my Nikki's count for something. Yeah. But I, I'm sorry. I have to give it a four Nikki's. No, that's I give it four Nikki's, too. I want to watch it again. I want to watch yeah. it with family. I want to watch it like I'm telling you, I really wish I rented it. I kind of wish I would because uh, I rented it on VOD. It's available on uh, Amazon Early Access. Yeah. And I feel bad because it was only a difference like five dollars to buy it. To buy it, yep. <laughs> <laughs> kind of wish I would have bought it. It was yeah. I, I want to watch it again. It was. It just feels like a good movie to watch on a good Sunday afternoon with friends and being able to enjoy it. Yeah, and I like that. Yeah, that that is either it's a good Sunday to to end the week with, or one of those early like early afternoon Saturdays just to pump up the rest of the day. It's like, oh, just a really feel-good movie with a lot of great moments. Yeah. So we have four Nickies with that, guys. Uh, go watch it. Love and Monsters. It's Please. on a- Early Access on Amazon Prime. I promise you it will be a surprise. Yeah, what? Yes, it is. All right, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. You can always find us on our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Nerds in the City. Please like and subscribe and comment all you want. We respond as quick as possible. And you can email us at nerdsinthecitypodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought, any comments on topics you want us to talk about, any concerns or any criticisms of how we could do this listening approach to you way better than now. But like always, guys, tell a nerd, send a nerd, bring a nerd. All right, everyone. Have a great week. Later. <laughs>